You got acclaimed director Steven Soderbergh. You got an all-star studded cast. You got an interesting premise of people robbing a racetrack. What can go wrong? This might be one of the best movies of the year. Well, that's why me and T-Max kicking off this What We Missed of 2017 leading into our big list at the beginning of next year by watching the Steven Soderbergh hit from 2017. It might have been a hit. I'm not sure. Logan Lucky. Was it? Does it live up to the director, to the cast, to the hype? We'll find out on a very down the south edition of the review. Review. Hi there, JT. Take me home. <laughs> Country road. To the place. I, I belong. <laughs> West Virginia. Rocky Mountains. Is that it? Take me home. Country road. road. Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes... Sing songs <laughs> <laughs> and give you our big dumb opinions. Uh, I'm Troy to the max extreme. I'm Joe Bang. <laughs> and today we are starting with things we missed in 2017. Starting with Logan Lucky. One slipped through the cracks. Yeah. Weren't able to see it. We're going to see it before the end of the year, babe. Just <sighs> make sure it makes that list. Make, see if it. See if it. <clears throat> Adds up to what else we've seen. That's true. Uh, next week, I'm not gonna be here. <laughs> we're still trying. I'm still trying to figure out what because I have no idea. I, mean, I think we're gonna see something in theaters for sure. Oh, but I don't know what's coming out this this week because it's a lot of very smaller releases. I'm excited to hear about it. We'll put out what we're going to see on Twitter. <laughs> so if you are really want to see it, uh, I'll make sure it's on Twitter in some way. Great. Fantastic. But before we get to next week, what are we doing all the way till next week? Jesus Christ. We're going to start this week. Let's start this week. At the beginning of the week, let's see what happened. <laughs> <laughs> start with Danny Masterson and that boys club, babe. It's a boys club. <clears throat> it's a boys club. <laughs> Hanging with the boys club. club. <laughs> um... He has been removed from the Netflix original series, The Ranch. Oh, I think we need to get C. Danger in here and ask her how she feels. I know. I know she's a huge fan of The Ranch. She's also not a huge fan of alleged rape. But The Ranch. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. It could go either way. Okay. Uh, uh, women objectification, The Ranch. <laughs> It's so hard. So hard to decide. What's more important? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, so, all those came to a head, and, well, he's going to have to find some sort of work. Maybe now in construction. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? He can actually do the job that he looks like he's made for. <laughs> um, <clears throat> also, that was just a short little news to wet your palate. 
Yeah. Just like to see who's going to the boys club this week. I didn't yeah. have anybody else that we haven't already said. Not this week. Yeah, not this week. It was a slow boys club week. <laughs> Which is surprising at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Brian Singer. Oh, yeah. I heard I heard that he dropped out of uh, something. Yeah. Not for the reason you think. Yeah. When you say Brian Singer. All those allegations that were <clears throat> months ago. Yeah. Unrelated. Uh, Brian Singer has been fired from the set of Bohemian Rhapsody, the Queen biopic, um, for no showing. Just not showing up on set. Oh, yeah, I heard about, yeah. Like, he would just, was gone for lots of time on end. Yeah. And so the headline that caught my eye on this, because I saw it on Twitter first, Yeah, was Brian Singer fired from the set of Bohemian Rhapsody, not for the reason you think. And I'm like, are they making light of him and his child, <laughs> like, porn or whatever he was up to or touching little boys? Like, that's not really cool. <laughs> God. Alleged. Yeah. Alleged. Um, but himself and what's his name? Rami Malik. Is that yeah, his name? Rami Malik. Yeah. He got into it. Uh, they got into it with each other. And Rami Malik ended up calling Singer unprofessional. Yeah. For not showing up to his job, which is true. So yeah. fucking unprofessional. He's, he left the set once. And cinematographer Thomas Newton Siegel had to step in for shooting of some of those days. And then when Singer did not return after Thanksgiving, <laughs> prompting uh, that prompted the December 1st shutdown of the set where Singer was removed from his duties. Oh, fantastic. Due to the, whatever production studio this is under. <clears throat> now, with only two weeks of principal photography even left... They were without a director just to finish the movie. So Joss Whedon, moving in. <laughs> Watch out for those sweet reshoots. <laughs> and it's going to talk. People are going to talk about how it felt so divided. <laughs> there is, as of today, uh, a new director that has been named. But I'll get to that in just a second. Um, but according to an insider of the uh, THR, the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah. Um, singer said he was suffering from PTSD from all the tension on set, and that's why he didn't show up to work. Oh, my God. Yeah, all that terrible stuff that happens when you're directing. Yeah, I suppose. A when... Freddie Mercury biopic. <laughs> and from what it sounds like, if you just would have showed up to work in the first place, yeah. you wouldn't have PTSD from it, I guess? <laughs> yeah. What a... I think it's a cop-out of was a, the a bit of an answer. Movie giving him AIDS? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, but in his place, Dexter Fletcher will be directing the rest of the movie. If you don't know that name, he directed Eddie the Eagle. All right. Didn't see Eddie the Eagle, so good to you. I heard pretty bad reviews for it, actually. I heard mixed, <laughs> but uh, that's not positive, I suppose. <laughs> no. Um, so right now, Singer in a bit of hot water, but... Better than some people, yeah. I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of getting over Brian Singer, to be honest. Like, the last few things he's made, I just haven't been really a fan of. Yeah. I don't know. It's What's the last thing you directed that you're like, man, that was good? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? X-Men 2? 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> I kind of liked Valkyrie. That one was okay. Yeah, that was okay. I can't even tell you what else he directed. I don't. I don't know. Brian Singer's so regular that I can't really like. <laughs> he doesn't like have his own. Yeah. Like, I couldn't pick out like a Brian Singer movie. I know. From, like, I another couldn't movie, either. You know. I'm like oh, like that's what he's like. One of those names. Like oh, Brian Singer. I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he'll probably make a competent movie. Yeah. Like give him anything and he'll just make it fine. Yeah. So I don't know. But if you're looking for another Brian Singer movie. Don't look for Bohemian Rhapsody, because mm-hmm. he only directed part of it. Yeah. And who knew if his heart was really in it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of getting people getting fired, yeah. JT, did you hear about this? Maybe. The Say it. 70% of the cracked staff was laid off. Holy shit. Uh, just a couple days ago. And that includes their all their writers and all of their YouTube personalities. Jesus. Are fired from Cracked. <laughs> How? <clears throat> their parent company. Um, I think I have it written down here. Oh, yeah, I have it. Hold on. Say, it's a Reddit article I saved. Um, now, um, some of the editors... Are still there. Like, Schmidty's still there. Okay. Because he's one of the editors of the podcast. Yeah. And... Well, he's the host of it. Yeah. Dan Daniel O'Brien is still there because he's the editor of all the articles yeah. and stuff now. Um, and then a, a, few, just a select few of other ones. But, like, Michael Swaim, he's not there. Oh, no. Um, the guys who host... The movie podcasts are gone. They're gone. Yeah, oh, and it's shit. all this, all this shit. Like, I because I thought they were doing fine. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, uh, all these people are just like on Twitter, like, "Hey, I'm in need of a job," and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on here?" <sighs> so all these people are just done <laughs> fuck. Uh, for no reason, and I'm trying to pull up this article here. Um. David Wong is still there. Oh, good. I love David Wong. He's like the most interesting person they bring on. Okay, here we go. Um, I'm just going to read this kind of verbatim here. It's not that long. Uh, So this was coming for a while. E.W. Scripps, who bought Cracked last year and immediately ran into the ground, were, uh, quote, we're talking bought for $39 last year and then devalued it by $35.7 per E.W. Scripps' own words. We are disappointed by the subpar financial performance at Cracked, and we are resulting impairment and goodwill write-down. But we are moving quickly to right-size the business expense structure, curtail investment, and bring it to profitability in 2018. The article goes on to say, Most folks saw the writing on the wall. Jack O'Brien, a dude who worked a 70-hour week for a decade to build up Cracked, left it all behind this last summer, which we were bummed out about. Yeah. Which, I guess this was going on behind the scenes. Gotcha. Um, Think of how bad it would have to be to leave your baby project that you've single-handedly grown from a staff of one to the biggest comedy site on the planet. Um, Besides him, Adam Todd Brown left last year. Soren Bowie left in September. Michael Swaim left in October. Everyone, I guess, saw it coming. Yeah. Uh, And for the... For those who haven't frequented the site as much as the past couple months, they have initiated a subscription service, a last-ditch effort, last effort to make the video 
and column department profitable. Since then, they've laid off everyone outside of their editorial team. So, there you have it. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, goes on, the majority of the LA team have been let go, including 90% of the faces of the YouTube content and frequent collaborators to the podcast. Alex Schmitty is still going to be hosting the podcast, but it sounds like it's going to be going through uh, some rough changes. Uh, and then it's just this guy's opinion and stuff like that. So, yeah. Total bummer, because Cracked <laughs> has been growing into, like, one of my favorite things to look forward to every week. Yeah. And now they just... It has been some of my favorite... They have, like, their main podcast I find super interesting. I find oh, yeah. it even more interesting than their other side ones that they do. Yeah, because they, they don't stick to, like, one specific topic. Like, they, they will jump all over the place, and they can, they can because they have so many different article writers for so many different things that if they want to talk about politics one week and then talk about movies the next week, like they can totally do that and it can still be interesting. Yeah. And everyone's informed on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone's humorous on it. So it makes it easy to listen to, especially when they're talking about politics. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's a total bummer and I haven't heard anything about it on, I tried to look on YouTube to see if they, anybody would post something. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find anything about this Reddit article. So yeah. I was like, this, that fucking sucks. But yeah, all the, I follow almost all the cracked people on Twitter and they're all like, Hey, if anyone needs of like a writer or a host of something, I'm available. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh God, Jesus. That's too bad. It blows. Yeah. Um, yeah, that does blow. <laughs> <laughs> so get your, uh, Schmitty the clam t-shirts while you still can on podswag.com. Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, the Gotti movie with John Travolta. Yeah. Coming out very soon. It was supposed to come out like in 10 days. <clears throat> yeah. And then they just said, nah. Yeah. Lionsgate <laughs> dropped the distribution for it like today. And it was supposed to come out on the 15th. Mm-hmm. Less than 10 days. And so now yeah. they don't have any distributor whatsoever. So like. I don't know what that really means if they think that it wouldn't have made a return on its investment or maybe John Travolta's <laughs> there's some, up to there's something. Yeah, there's something in the pipeline that they... Some scandal that they know is going to break and it's yeah. going to just hurt them. So I don't know. This shit is like, yeah, like it's crazy. I know, right? But this is just so, like, I usually don't pay too much attention to this, but somebody brought up to my attention today... And I was like, that's really weird. So I want to see how this unfolds. Yeah. Like, because I'm just curious. Yeah. Like, what was the deal with this? Yeah. There's and, some shit out there where I'm like, it's getting to the point now where I'm like, I feel like people are bandwagoning this to try and uh, jumpstart their own careers. Like, did you hear about the shit with Dustin Hoffman? Um, I only saw something that uh, John Oliver said something. I don't, yeah. I don't know what so it was. Yeah, so they did like a thing for like the 20th anniversary of uh, some kind of movie that Dustin Hoffman was in. I think it was like Wag the Dog or some oh, shit. Sure. And he was like, <clears throat> John Oliver was hosting the panel for it. Uh-huh. And like he called Dustin Hoffman out on like the, like the two things that he has like in terms of scandals. Oh. Like on stage. And then, like, Dustin Hoffman was like, look, I'm sorry, and I just, like, I, I was a different person, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, John Oliver just was just like, you know what? That answer pisses me off. I want you to tell me something else. And then it's like, I like John Oliver, but I think that's the, I think he's a piece of shit for doing that, to be honest. Oh, yeah? Because, look, 
he has no idea what his whole situation is. Like all the like from from what I heard from Dustin Hoffman's allegations was there was like when he did Death of a Salesman, I guess he was doing like some like stuff where he was like confronting women and stuff. And then they're like the only other allegation beyond that is a woman talked about how he was hitting on her and that made her uncomfortable. Just but it, it wasn't anything like touching or anything he just hit on her a couple times and how long ago was this this was all like 20 30 years ago and then john oliver calls him out on stage and is just like no i'm not i don't like your answer i don't i i think you should give you should answer better and shit and it's like first of all asshole like (laughs) you're you're not like the fact that you're doing this means you're almost like fucking taking advantage of the situation to like better yourself yeah. Like, none of the victims asked you to speak up for them. You're just getting up there and, like, and you're putting it all on you. Like, I'm not satisfied with your answer. Like, there was, like, a part in there where, like, Dustin Hoffman was just getting upset, like, pissed about it. He's like, okay, then what answer do you want? <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, like, more. what else can I fucking say? Like, it, like, the allegations are out there. It happened. I'm sorry. What the fuck else do you want me to say? Yeah. And you're fucking standing in your fucking soapbox and like yeah. trying to fucking bring down this dude that's already probably getting beaten down. I mean, is it a shitty thing that he did? Yeah. Is Dustin Hoffman probably a piece of shit? Yeah. But when you're doing shit like this, you're almost using the victims as your own way of of upping yourself. Like you're almost yeah. using them. <clears throat> you're using them to your own advantage. Yeah. I think it's super fucking shitty. I'm kind of fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> that like it's almost turning to McCarthyism now. Oh yeah. Like all you have to do is like get a couple people to fucking put some sexual allegations out there, and you could ruin someone's yeah, so complete it's like a career. Witch yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I like I'm all for the victims. Like I think it's shitty what happens to them, but it doesn't take a lot of people to be like, let's just say this, and then you're starting to ruin a shit ton of people's careers. Yeah. I mean, granted, like, even if it was 20 years ago, that's not cool. But, like, I haven't heard anything, like, about this. So it had to be, like, minor stuff. Yeah. Like, I I have no idea. So it's weird that... But I've been reading so much shit where people are, like, fucking glad-handing and, like, oh, yeah, way to go, way to get him. Yeah, John Oliver, fuck yeah. And it's like, dude, he didn't do this for the victims. He did this for himself. Mm. Because you don't do that. Like, unless... Unless Dustin Hoffman, like, raped, like, your sister or your wife or someone that you know, <laughs> then what fucking stake do you have in this shit? <clears throat> that you have to fucking call him out on stage. Yeah. Well, he's, I don't know. He's a person of influence. So, I don't know. I didn't see it, so I guess I don't really have... I can't really make an informed opinion, but from what you're saying, it kind of does... It's pretty fucking like a bit shitty. of a dick. Yeah. Like, I usually like well, John Oliver, but when I heard that, I'm like... Wow, you're showing a whole new light on yourself. Like I can't even I can't even take anything seriously you say anymore because I feel like you're just using that to get pe- like millennials to like get behind you. Like you're social justice warrioring yourself mm. to like get other people to like fucking put you up on their shoulders as like their leader. Yeah. Like it it sound like total horseshit. Hmm. We'll see. Is there a video of that? Yeah, I think there's video of it online. But I heard like audio of it today, and it's it's just fucking terrible. Like I look, dust. I I'm not a fan of like 
<laughs> sexual assault in it by any means, but I'm not a fan of people using sexual assault as a way of making themselves seem better by standing up against it in like a really shitty bandwagony way and then making themselves seem like this big important figure about it. Yeah. Cuz John Oliver doesn't even have that much to gain, I suppose. It's not like a career launch pad for him. He's already not super really. popular. Yeah. So I don't know. But well, it, I don't. Yeah, know. it threw me off. It's super shitty. That's weird. Um the uh Jurassic World 2 trailer hits tomorrow. I can't remember what it's called. Lost Kingdom or yeah. something like that. There's been so many stupid dumb teasers for this. I thought about writing those for our it's done <laughs> thing, but I, I wrote them down, but I'm not even going to talk about them because yeah. I only watched like three out of the dozen that are out there at this point. But um, I, I, don't, I don't know. Are you excited about the second Jurassic World movie? Eh, I don't know. I'll probably catch it at some point. Yeah. I, I am not really excited about it whatsoever it looks all over the place there's like, like I don't a fucking know what, i don't know what to make of it at all but it looks like there's like a, a volcano goes off at one point like what the fuck is happening i i don't know i thought i heard of like a synopsis is that there is like another extinction event just for the dinosaurs on the island so like a, a form of like a pita or whatever it is try to get the dinosaurs off the island so they don't die it's an interesting what? premise to, like, get the dinosaurs off the island so they don't go extinct again. So it's kind of like the Lost World, <laughs> kind of. But Lost World is more like kind of like a King Kong kind of a thing, I guess. I don't know. Regardless, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it just doesn't... I'm kind of over it right yeah, now. Yeah, it's... Like, I was. I didn't even have that much nostalgia for it when it, when it came back out. Yeah. It did really well. Yeah. But... I think it was just because a nostalgia took hold because mm-hmm. it was just Jurassic Park again. Yeah. <laughs> like it was and not in a great way, like how the force awakens was kind of like the new hope again, except it sprung off like more adventures of people you want to f- keep following. And like Jurassic world was like, Oh, well I saw dinosaurs again. Maybe this time we'll see an even bigger T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> just keep bigging them bigger <laughs> yeah so i i don't know i'm i'm not too stoked about They'll it they'll have godzilla versus king kong versus the biggest t-rex the mega gigantosaurus <laughs> rex uh yeah anyway so that's coming tomorrow we'll see maybe maybe the trailer will change my mind and blow my we won't mind. find out for a while though that's true so you won't get my opinion on it for your two weeks can you believe it? And by then, I'll probably forget. <laughs> uh, my last bit of news, JT, is the big one. Yeah. The big in, JT. We yes. thought it was over. Yep. We thought it was done. Nope. But Walt Disney Co. and 21st Century Fox could possibly be closing in on a deal as early as next week, JT. I know interesting right yeah i like i said i'm not looking forward to this in the slightest i've been following this really close because i think this is super interesting yeah (laughs) and kind of damning for the movie industry yeah but um so 21st century fox all of its assets set for sale are assessed 
at over $60 billion. Yeah. A big chunk of change. That's more than... I mean, granted, yeah, that's more than any other Disney buyout that it's ever had so far. Mm-hmm. What did you buy Star Wars for? I Lucas can't film. remember. A lot. Yeah. But it wasn't $60 billion. No. Um, so, what is staying at Fox is just Fox News, Fox Sports, and the broadcast network, Fox. Yeah. That's all still staying. Mm-hmm. What's for sale is National Geographic. Yeah. Uh, Star Television Broadcasting, which I think is in India. Okay. Uh, regional Sports Networks. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie, the movie studio, 21st Century Fox. Yeah. Stakes and Sky Broadcasting, which I think is in the UK. Yeah. And... 30% stake in Hulu. Yeah. So ABC, which is owned by Disney, already has a 30% stake in Hulu. So Disney would own 60% of Hulu. Yeah. Which can They'd make be it able do to like, whatever yeah. they want. It almost could jumpstart their own streaming service at that point because they own a majority of it. Oh, yeah. So that's where I'm thinking that might be going. Yeah. But anyway, they, they might like try and like kick NBC out and then just like make Hulu like their big streaming yeah. Thing that they were trying to do all along. People people already have it. Yeah. And so, like, they already have them on board if that's the case. And yeah. then all they need to do is, like, well, all the Disney stuff's on there. All the Marvel stuff's on there. All the fucking Star Wars shit's on there. And we're going to have our own of those programming and franchises. Come aboard! Yeah. And, like, all these people already have it. And then all this, everybody else would buy it. Yeah. Hulu's already one of the top three up, up there for people that you know, have. Um, so we said like before that we'd be excited for like an acquisition of the intellectual properties like Star Wars and all the whole stuff and all whatever. Mm -hmm. So it could all be just a cohesive whole. There's not like little splinters of it here and there. Yeah. Minus of like some things like, well, could it sanitize Deadpool? Could it like, do something else to all these other Fox properties that are already in the works, like the new mutants and stuff like that. I want to think that if it's already, if they're already showing trailers and stuff for yeah, I think it, I'm pretty sure that price, that that's probably already made. Yeah. But, um, I, man, I have like just a bad feeling of, not that like Disney has like really proven me wrong with all their stuff yet. Yeah. But like that's it's scary that it could be that close of a monopoly because mm-hmm. they're that's just more stuff like bit getting raked in mm-hmm. to the to whatever they have because then what are, what are all the franchises in twenty first century Fox like what do they have like um, Planet of the Apes yeah uh why is that the only one I can think of? <laughs> I thought I looked that up today too and I just didn't even write it down but like all of that stuff is now under the Disney banner so they can do whatever. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. But if it wasn't it's, going to them, it'd be going to like Comcast or somebody else. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they'll try and stick with the same uh, kind of formulas Fox was doing with everything else. But I can't see them because if they have it, there's no competition. So why try and do something innovative when you can just do the same old thing? And get more people to watch it. Like, the safer thing. Like, yeah. let's take Deadpool, make him PG-13, try and make him appeal to a whole bunch of different audiences. 
And then when it's like, oh, that didn't work. People must not like Deadpool anymore. Let's fucking scrap him. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's how big companies work like that. You try and appeal to the biggest massive crowd, and then if it doesn't appeal to them, then you just scrap it, and then you find the next big thing that appeals to the biggest massive crowd. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. (laughs) I'm hoping if this... Once we'll see what happens. I'm assuming it's going to go through. Just... Yeah. I just have a feeling that it will, but yeah. uh, I I don't know. I just w- hopefully nothing becomes so like homogenized that you don't get like a different feel for it. I hoping the people that are were with 20th century don't get like shit canned, you know, yeah. and like so there's not just there's not as many voices out there trying to tell different stories. So like they let Deadpool still be rated R because it's it's it knows what it's doing like it's doing well doing what it's doing so why change it you know what i mean Ugh. so i don't know I'm, I'm it's bad that deadpool is my only example but it is like a popular example yeah a 20th century rated r property that's a superhero property that's hot right now mm-hmm. so i don't know like i, I don't uh, know it's it's crazy there's just so many things going through right now that is just like, I don't want to get, like, political or, like, fucking apocalypse scary for this show because we try and stay as bright as possible. Yeah. But, like, with net neutrality and oh. then, like, something like this going through. Because I heard something like, I guess, like, uh, Rupert Murdoch's son or something is going to be in charge of it in some form. And in they're, charge like, of what? Uh, like, in charge of, like, if this whole thing with, 21st, with 21st Century Fox and Disney goes through, like, he's going to have, like, a big role in it. Like he's part of the package deal or something. Rupert Murdoch is selling off his son. No, not selling his son. He's, his son's going to be part of it in some form. I think. That's weird. Yeah. Murdoch owns 20th Century. Yeah, or but Fox. I don't know. Something like I heard like he's a part of it or something. But like, regardless, like okay, putting all of like these uh small thing like putting all these smaller businesses into these bigger businesses like it lessens the like the wide-ranging voice yeah especially yeah. with like the net neutrality where you're that'll silence a whole lot of voices also especially if they start going through with trying to make it so that these three like these enormous companies are in charge of the one thing that allows people to talk to each other the most yeah like you can narrow a lot of voices with just these two big deals alone, like uh-huh. in terms of entertainment and just information, the spread of information in general. Yeah. Like it feels like the the voices that can be heard by the public are becoming less and less to the point where you could easily propagandize yeah. things if yeah. the right if certain people are in charge of all of these different companies. Yeah, when it becomes less and less of yeah. the person with the bullhorn. Yeah, it's a lot harder to get, like, 20 or 30 or 40 different people to listen to you, to, like, to do what you want to do, but it's a lot easier to get two or three different people to do what you want to do. Yeah. Ugh. Especially when you all have the common interests of getting more and more money. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I think it's a little... That's why I'm kind of scared of all this shit going on. Yeah. When's that net neutrality thing? I think it's like the 15th or something. But from what I heard, that's almost like a surefire thing, too. Really? 
Yeah, like there's like I've even heard like people are like almost gi- are giving up on even talking to congressmen because they're just like being like, no, it's gonna go through. Motherfucker, <laughs> there is no good reason except for fucking greed. Yeah, that net neutrality should even be a thing. But that's what that's that fucking tax bill that went through is only is on, the only thing that it's uh fucking helping is like households that make over a million dollars a year. But that went through easily. (laughs) Anyway. And it's adding, it's going to add like a trillion dollars of debt to the country. (laughs) Let's talk about something that's more fun. (laughs) Fuck. I know, this is getting depressing. (laughs) (laughs) That's all, that was the last bit of my news. You got anything, JT? I'll try and find something more fun. Uh, Somebody who died or something. (laughs) (laughs) How about the Detective Pikachu movie? Hey! They found a voice for Detective Pikachu. All right. And that is Ryan Reynolds. Really? Yes. All right. They got him on as the voice of Detective Pikachu. Not Not, what I'd ever picked ever. Would not have picked him either, but hey, Ryan Reynolds, we love him. He's in. Puts a smile on my face. That's true. Which is something we need in these trying times. <laughs> That's right. A smile. Uh, <laughs> Troy, back on DC. All right. People, there's uh, there's probably plenty of celebrities out there campaigning to become a superhero out there in oh, some yeah. form. Oh, yeah. And uh, Nick Jonas oh. definitely wants to put his name out there. In oh, fact, he goodness. is asking his fans to put his name in the hat for Nightwing. Oh, okay. Do you think Nick Jones made a good Nightwing, Troy? Um, I would say he looks the part. Like, if he beefs up a little bit, I think he looks like a Nightwing. But I don't know if he... Like, I know he was in, like, High School Musical or Band Camp or whatever that fucking <laughs> Disney Channel shit was. Yeah. But I don't know his, like, true acting ability. I don't know. We'll don't see. Know. That 1D kid was in uh, Dunkirk, and I did pretty good in that. Well, that's true. But that's not Nick Jonas. Well, they were, like, friends or whatever. I don't know. Doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) They came up with, like, the same Disney school or something. (laughs) Yeah, Disney school. Yeah, Disney school. I don't think they did, though. I think 1D was, like, a talent show thing. I think it was, too. So they could hate each other, for all I know. Quite possibly. Airy Styles. Airy. And... Hey, Nick Jonas. <laughs> That's not how he talks. No. I don't even think he's British. <laughs> uh, Troy, did you hear about the latest crazy Quentin Tarantino news this past week? Uh, Yeah. I guess he was. he's in talks with J.J. Uh, Abrams about right. possibly directing a future Star Trek movie. Yeah. For his, like, final movie or something <laughs> like that? His One tenth, of his final movies, yeah. His tenth movie? Yeah, I don't... I find that very bizarre. Yeah, it'd be strange. I'd want it, but I want to see it though. I don't know if I would. I'm curious to see it. I would be curious to see it, but I, I don't know if I would flock to the theater to see it or not. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I guess I heard that he is a Star Trek fan. Yeah, which is good, but his. Uh, way of directing films doesn't fit in the Star Trek like sensibility I suppose yeah maybe it doesn't like the J.J. Abrams new Star Trek movies a little more actiony but 
There's no, like, fountains of blood or <laughs> Sam Jackson or... Hey, you never know. Sam Jackson could probably show up in some form. Uh, all right. All right. Maybe bring him in as Mace Windu and throw all the nerds <laughs> into, like, a rage. <laughs> yeah. Sam Jackson, like, falls from the tower that he was thrown from in <laughs> Revenge of the Sith into a starship. <laughs> into Star Trek. Yeah. Into the Star Trek ship? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Just gets thrown right into it. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not... It's weird to me that, like, he would direct, I guess, something that isn't, like, personally his. Because I don't... Has he done that yet? Has he done anybody else's scripts? I... He did... Or no. Well, he wrote a script. He wrote the script for, um... Ah, fuck. What's it called? True Romance. Okay. That was, like, before he really started directing... But then once he started directing, then everything is he's written and directed himself. Yeah, it's weird. Who knows though? I'd be curious. I remember he did direct like an episode of CSI once. What? Yeah, it was weird. I remember watching it. And it was like it was like one of their more definitely, of course, one of the more talky episodes. Like <laughs> they would just like he had like random scenes where like people were just having conversations. Hmm. Was it like one of those interesting conversations that really doesn't go anywhere, but? Is still very interesting to listen to. Yeah, pretty much. Sweet. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Good deal. Uh, Troy, we uh, we uh, talked about Escape from New York. We did. On this show. We did. And uh, apparently there is a remake in the works. Oh they must have heard her, please. Oh, my. And the scriptwriter of it said that he showed the script to John Carpenter, mm-hmm. who said that he approves. Greenlight this movie. So it is on the right track, hopefully. All right. Sweet. I dig it. Could use a remake. I dig it, too. Could use a little polish on it. Uh, Troy, looking forward to that new M. Night Shyamalan movie, Glass. Sure. (laughs) Well, it just wrapped filming. Oh. So it should be right around the corner, hopefully. Dropping in February. Yeah. dumping ground of yeah i don't know i guess there's been like a whole lot of people like going ape shit that uh fucking what's his name the guy from split oh uh mcavoy yeah that i guess he fucking put on a shit ton of muscle for this movie and like there's been like this big like online like fucking wet fest where like all these like <laughs> All these like <laughs> chicks are like going ape shit over James McAvoy having all this muscle on him now. They're just really? Like, oh my god. Well, I haven't heard anything about this, so it must not be that impressive. Look, the world doesn't revolve around you, Troy. That's true. You got a you got a wife and baby to consider in your oh, life. That's true. You don't you have much more of a life than I do. <laughs> I suppose I'm, I'm over here too worried I about suppose. what people are going ape shit over on the internet, and you're like, I have to keep humans alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell you what, I hit my a real high stress point today. So <laughs> this is completely unrelated, but we got Chelsea a new phone, an early Christmas present. Yeah. She got the new Pixel 2, so check her out sometime on that Pixel 2. We're not doing a live unboxing on this episode. Yeah, damn it. But from all the way across the river, 
into this podcast studio, Macy cried the entire way home. <laughs> and I was just like at my breaking point by the time I got five minutes away from the house. And I was like, I might lose my shit <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> and all I can think of is like, I have a four hour plane ride to San Francisco this Saturday morning. I'm just like, God help me. I'm not a praying man, but God, you're gonna please gonna, help you're gonna, me. You're going to pray. <sighs> uh, but she's alive. That's how it spurred my train of thought. Well, good. I kept her alive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept myself alive by not Barely. having a murder-suicide by driving off a bridge. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is probably one of our darkest episodes. <laughs> this has been nothing but doom and gloom since we started. We need more Detective Pikachu, JT. Come on, Detective Quit. Pikachu. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. Well, I got some <laughs> news on House of Cards. Is that going to be... No. Move past it. Oh, they're going to do their final season without Kevin Spacey. <laughs> uh, here we go, Troy. Uh, shows that on Netflix that have gotten 100%. Oh. There okay. were three this year. Oh, my goodness. Do you have any idea which ones they might be? 100% on those Rotten Tomatoes? 100% critic score oh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Are they movies? No, they're they're all the three shows. Three Netflix original shows. Oh. Is Ozark one of them? No. Damn it. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer, one of those? No. <laughs> I'll just I'll just say please uh, <laughs> save me, dear white people. Okay, didn't see it. Percent. Uh, Big Mouth. Oh, I started watching a few episodes of that. Oh yeah, how is it? I like it. All right, yeah, I'll look into it. And uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Hmm. Critics love it. We'll fuck. see about that. Fuck critics. <laughs> Speaking of Netflix, apparently they are in the works of doing their own TV reboot. Okay. I think they're going to do a reboot of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, all right. I am indifferent towards that. Well, so Joan Hart coming back? Is she going to be the, the one of the new ants? <laughs> the sassy ants that are witches? Oh, dude, that'd be badass. And then she's got Come a on. Sabrina Jr. <laughs> With a new cat that talks, that is very cat-like, and then surprisingly, shockingly, a puppet in the next scene. Yeah. Where it walks around <laughs> like a cat, and then it just happens to just be sitting still with its head moving. <laughs> uh, Perfect. Terrible-looking puppet. <laughs> it was awful. Uh, James Franco, coming off of that disaster artist. Mm-hmm. One of the movies we might be reviewing next week, depending on what plays in the our small town theater. Okay, next week. Jealous. Uh, he is set to direct and star in a biopic about Shel Silverstein. Okay. Which uh, I was always a big fan. Same of some Shel Silverstein. Yep. I think those books were always out of our the- of our uh, library when we were kids. Yeah, like, always. If you got a chance to. Check out a Shel Silverstein book, like you were lucky. Yeah, I mean that was a, there was a waiting list. Yeah, for that book, books. 
Molly Pop has like a bunch of totes of books and like she has one full of like kids books that she's acquired over the years and like on the very end of like I saw like where the sidewalk ends and I was like oh fuck I'm gonna grab that and read it later <laughs> I think I ended up ended up buying like where the sidewalk ends and falling up both of them when I was a kid yeah because I just needed to get my hands on them Dude, they're good shit Good poems. There you go. Good little funny lyrics, limericks. They're good. I'm going to read some of Mace, Mace of the Max. To go steal them from my mom and pa's house. There you go. <laughs> Hold them at knife point. <laughs> I'm taking these. Give me those goddamn books. <laughs> I think they were yours to begin with. I don't care. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look what you did. The kids are crying. <laughs> look what you made me do to you. <laughs> Take them, they're yours! <laughs> I need them right now! Uh, Troy, uh, that Frozen short oh, yeah. before Coco. Yeah. Just a bun- We're just talking all bad news. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, here, good news, uh, it's being taken out of screenings of Coco starting, I think, this coming Friday. Oh, alright. So you don't have to worry about that shitty Frozen short. Did we talk about it last week a little bit? I can't remember if we did. We talked about how we heard it shitty. Yeah. And how it's way too goddamn long. <laughs> yeah, it's like 21 minutes or something like Jesus that. Jesus Christ. Ugh. It's fucking long as hell. I may or may not have seen Coco this <laughs> past weekend. I'll t- bring it up later, but okay. that short is fucking terrible. <laughs> okay, save it for later. Okay. Save it for I'll later. We'll get into it later. Okay. Um... Uh, I got some uh, Kevin Smith news. Oh, we love us. I thought some you Kevin... said we were gonna say Kevin Spacey for a second. I'm like, no, <laughs> please, <laughs> no more. But uh, Kevin Smith <sighs> is leading a charge to get Warner Brothers to release the Zack Snyder darker version of Justice League. Kay. And from all things I've heard, it doesn't exist. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't finish the movie. He didn't finish the movie. <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> if it does exist, it's it it exists in huge choppy gross segments. Yeah, that were edited out of the movie. Right, and will not make sense if you put them together in any way, shape, or form. Right. <clears throat> um, the only way, shape, or form that it could work if they take the already existing movie and splice in the other scenes that we've already seen from the trailers yeah, that have to exist somewhere in there to flesh out that story a little bit more. That could work. Yeah. But, but no, they want the Zack Snyder darker version that totally exists. Good job, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Lead to, the charge. Yeah. Way to, uh, way to, uh, do the right thing. You know what? I used to listen to a lot of the Smodcast podcasts, and now I don't listen to any of them. Really? <laughs> yeah. I used to listen to a- the the actual Smodcast, uh, his Hollywood Babylon, Fat Man on Batman, and I think one other one. And now I don't listen to any of them. I just can't yeah. stand them anymore. I don't know what it is. Probably Kevin Smith. <laughs> that is like... His format has gotten so much lazier on Fat Man on Batman that I find it just unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Like, I do prep for this show. 
Yeah. Like, I write down notes. I have all the notes I have from last year still here. <laughs> bring up bring up one of your oldest news items. All right. Let's go from... <laughs> I had to take some off my clipboard because they didn't fit anymore. Here oh, we go. God. This is when... Uh... We reviewed Logan. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, where are my actual notes? Here we go. <laughs> the X-Force movie will star Cable and Deadpool. <laughs> WB reportedly open to rated R films, such as maybe Logan or Lobo, Aquaman with James Wan background in horror. What is these notes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ant-Man and the Wasp will start filming in July. Oh, good. Um, Anything that's already come out? Let's Beauty and the... Oh, wait. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is tracking you the fastest-selling family movie ever. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible <laughs> segment we just did. Old news. Old news. <laughs> uh, speaking of Disney, though, Troy, that Mulan... I brought up last week that they found their Mulan. I think her name was like Li Yifai. Yeah. I believe. And uh, it makes China a little confused as to why Disney would pick her. She, is she not Chinese? No, she is Chinese. But uh, apparently, according to China, she's one of the worst actresses in China today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this, this is what I've, I've, I've gathered through my uh, information gathering. <laughs> Is that a lot of Chinese people are up in arms because they think that she's a horrible actress. Oh, no. That doesn't see or bode well for Mulan. Oh, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> um, and I, that, that is uh, all my news. That's all your news. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nobody did actually die, though, right? Uh, this week? Maybe. Oh, we don't have to look it up. Back. We, can, we, we can, can go without death this week. We could. Okay. We really could. No death. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. <laughs> Good. Good. Good segue. Um, now, I didn't see any trailers this week, but... I did see something that came out that must have slipped under my radar. It came out almost three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like an upcoming like sneak peek at the Injustice 2 game. Okay. Now, the, the Injustice 2 game's already out. Yeah. But there's a new uh, fighter pack coming out. Yeah. And this it's one that's supposed to have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Yeah. Cool, does it, right? Does it look cool? Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I heard that they were supposed to be the next edition. The uh, the trailer, you get to see them, came out like November 10th or something like that. And okay. I, I just I had never seen it until today. Yeah. But um, it's the download is going to be the Enchantress, the Atom, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like just all of them are one I think, character? I think all of them are one character. And you get to like switch off between which one during the fight. That's oh, what it sweet. seems like. Unless you can pick all four of them. Who knows? Oh, yeah. I don't know. But um, the Adam, his like, like trailer for just him came out today. 
And then his looks really cool because he almost looks like unbeatable. Yeah. Because he can shrink down to almost nothing and zip around, and it looks like you have a hard time even hitting the guy. Jesus. And then the Enchantress, I don't give a shit about the Enchantress, but then Enchantress. like. <laughs> the Ninja Turtles look sweet, and they look like they're from the old, like, uh, 90s movie. Like oh, that design. sweet. Yeah. Looks really good, and the voices are really good. I'm stoked. Sweet. Like, I might not get a PS4 for Christmas, but when I do. I'm going to be buying Injustice 2 and just get the master bonus silver oh, yeah. gold platinum edition to get all these characters. Oh, yeah. Because I got, the uh, shit out of it. I bought uh, Injustice 2 because it was only 20 bucks during Black Friday. Yeah. So yeah. I got it on my, I've been playing it. It's hella fun because uh, it's really cool because like you, you can like win like costume shit for every character. Right. I knew that. So then like, and then that like adds like more abilities to them. Mm-hmm. So you just keep building them up as you go along. Sweet. So it's like, it's hella fun. God damn. God damn. Yeah. I need to get myself a PS4. No, I've been playing as Hellboy. Is he cool? He's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking WB Injustice. Fucking, they, their downloadable characters are just top notch this game. Oh, yeah. Like, I played the first Injustice and then all their downloadable characters are like, they're okay. Yeah. It's like, Lobo was my favorite one because he like has a space motorcycle and he burns out your face and gives you the finger. <laughs> but then like they don't have any cool people like Hellboy or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or yeah. any of that shit. The Red Hood, the Red Hood looks really sweet in this too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I can't, I, I can't place what he looks like, but whatever. But no, it's. Yeah, it looks, it's all pretty sweet. Sweet. Well, that's the only kind of trailer thing I have this all right. week. Well, I got a few. Uh, let's see here. Uh, HBO put out a few trailers for some new shows coming out Ooh, pretty soon, including a a comedy starring Bill Hader, Oh. where he plays an assassin turned actor in a show called Barry. Okay. And it's like a, it's a really small trailer. There's not a lot to it, but no, I'm def- just based on the premise alone. I'm curious to check it out. And yeah. HBO always does pretty good stuff. That's Bill Hader. And Bill Hader, hell yeah! Come on, the best part of the Power Rangers movie. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Alpha Five can do no wrong. Uh, another trailer for an HBO show. Uh, they did a trailer for. The HBO show Here and Now, okay, which is going to take place in Portland, and it just seems like they're following like this regular family, mm-hmm. but it's helmed by Alan Ball, who okay. done who has done one of my favorite HBO series, Six Feet Under. Oh, so I'm really curious to see what he does with this. Okay, all right, let me some Alan Ball. All right, you know he did do he did do True Blood, which really fell downhill near the end there. <laughs> near the end, I thought it was middle to the end. Yeah, definitely. Man, yeah. It I got watched, real bad real fast. I never watched any of True Blood. The first two seasons, maybe three, were good. And then they just started getting to a point where everyone had powers, and it was like, okay, I'm, I'm out of this. <laughs> but, yeah, I got those two for HBO. And then they put out an official full trailer for Black Mirror Season 4. Oh, shit. Okay. 
which uh, I guess I read comes out December 29th of this year. Right on. So I'm wholeheartedly on board for some of that. Sweet deal. It looks like one of their one of their uh, episodes, Hang the DJ. It looks very reminiscent of like that movie that you and Chelsea always make fun of me for. That uh, what's it called? Timer. Oh, okay. where like you, where like people get like these. Uh, it's not like they're like built into you like in timer, but you get like these thing like. You go on a date with somebody, and then you automatically get, like, this small thing that tells you how long your relationship's going to last. Right. And it's kind of like a thing yeah. like that? Yeah. Hmm. Like, there's, like, one where, like, these two people go on a date, and they're like, oh, 12 hours. Well, that seems pretty fast. <laughs> and they, But they still go on the date with each other. Huh. That seems like a an easy, like, thread to pull, and the whole thing would fall apart. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> a little pl- weird plot thread. But, all right, I'm into it. But no, yeah, I'm I'm totally. I love me some Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. We'll probably have a review on it at some point. That's true. Did uh, is this the first season of Black Mirror that's done like teasers and stuff for their episodes? I think so. Yeah, I don't think they really put out a whole lot of stuff for their uh, last last season. Hmm. Okay. I was wondering. And about before that. that, they were all in England, so no one really knew. Yeah. All right, just wondering. Out here, couldn't remember. But yeah, so there you go. That's all my trailers. But I do have the tournament Give of random to movies. Troy, I know you've been on edge. I'm on the edge of my seat right now. Let me see. Yep. Yep, you are. <laughs> Indeed, you are, Troy. Uh, you won't be here for the last for the last first round match, Troy. You're gonna well, have to listen. You won't. You won't be able to give your last your two cents for the last two films that are gonna be in the tournament. I'll make sure to throw in a vote, though. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. I don't want to skip on that. Good. Yeah. Because after that, then it's the surprises are over. Then it's we're right into the second round. That's right. The semi, the quarterfinals. That's right. Where things, when they say, get interested. Get interested. <laughs> uh, Troy, the. Uh, the vote was between it and yes. Ghost Dad. Yes, and uh, it pretty much just wiped yeah. Ghost Dad, mopped the floor, just with beat it. the shit out of it. <laughs> there were a few votes for it though, where I was just like, "Really? There are people voting for Ghost Dad?" <laughs> I want to say Dinosaur Neil said he accidentally voted for Ghost Dad. I don't think it was an accident. <laughs> I think he favorited the tweet for Ghost Dad. Oh no! Also, where I'm like, I think Neil secretly likes Ghost Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Says a lot about Dinosaur Neil. All right. Well, I got to host a show with him next week, maybe, so don't, don't be fucking talking too much shit. We're going to have a awkward enough time if someone dies between then and now and then. <laughs> Wait, he just be like, stares oh my you God, in lo- the face. Oh, my God, I love this song. <laughs> <laughs> and he just silently just gets up and walks out. Yeah, like, I'll just be in the bathroom telling me when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> but uh our next two troy uh did you see the clue that i put out for it i did not see the clue yet today I gotta watch these goddamn clues troy I can sorry never... it's hard when we share a twitter account i don't know when you tweet it son of a bitch okay well let me pull it up then um let's see here okay here i say 
this week's match features an all-star cast portraying one of the most classic archers in literary history. Okay. And the other features perhaps the most famous song parody artist in what what may be his only starring role in a feature-length film. Is one of them Walk Hard? Well, I can give the taglines if you want, Troy. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh... The tagline for the first one, the literary archer, uh-huh. is sometimes the only way to uphold justice is to break the law. Oh, God. Damn is that idea. one, uh, you said it was an all-star cast. Yes. Is it Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? You are correct. Yes! The 1991 Kevin Costner classic, <laughs> Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Sweet. Okay. And the second one, the music parody artist in his only starring feature-length film, Don't Touch That Dial. Don't Touch That Dial? Yeah. What is that? Do, I, do you have any guesses? Oh, I thought you were, that was you said the, the title of the movie, and I was like, No. What the fuck? Is it Walk Hard? It is not Walk Hard. The tagline no. is, is Don't Touch That Dial. But uh, it is the only starring role in a feature-length film by Weird Al Yankovic in his film UHF. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. 1989, UHF. I've never seen UHF. I haven't either. All right. So there you go. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and UHF are up on the chopping block. This week, all right. One of those two will advance. Which one will it be? I think this is an interesting one, at least from my perspective. Yeah, I've seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, quite a bit. Yeah, because it was like a mainstay at my house. Because like my mom liked the movie. Yeah, she's a Kevin Costner nut. Of so. course, I ate his restaurant. How was that? It was all right. All right. <laughs> kind of like how his acting is. <laughs> Yeah, there was no accents, so. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. I like the movie, but I think it might be because only nostalgia working on me. Yeah, we'll see. UHF. All right. I know. I'm curious about UHF. Michael Richards is in UHF. I saw that. Okay. That's pre Kramer. That's pre Kramer. Yeah. Oh That's before God. Kramer. Pre. Uh... <laughs> incident okay yeah <laughs> that's, that's pretty <laughs> we're, we're going back into dark territory sorry Troy. sorry pull keep it light keep it light keep it light so there you go robin of prince of thieves uhf for next week I'm curious to see how this one turns out me too i want to see what people have to say about it me too even me you don't have you don't seem to have a big definitive i'm still thinking about it all right i'm curious to see where you where you lean okay the gif that you post may put me over the edge. Oh, shit. I know. Oh, that's why I thought that Neil might have picked Ghost Dad, because I put up the gif of <laughs> Bill Cosby floating into a woman's vagina. Not too far off. Yeah, not, yeah. It was probably the most appropriate Bill Cosby. Oh, so shit. Go. But no, we got a pretty big chunk of the whole tournament filled up already. Sweet deal. Uh, we've gotten pretty decent, uh, voter turnout too, which is pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Real pretty, good. Pretty good. Real good. 
Um, well, JT, if that lines up next week for the Rando Movie Tourney, then we should just get into the nitty gritty of it. Get into the, the top of the hour. Get they into say. it. So August eighteenth, two thousand seventeen. Yes, year of our Lord. Logan Lucky dropped into theaters with a budget of twenty nine million dollars. Domestically, it only made twenty seven point seven million. Yeah, worldwide, forty six point six million. Uh, only averaging roughly uh about 16 million dollars 16 17 million dollars gotcha but what news on that uh, after i get through the ratings gotcha even with the maybe lower uh movie turnout <clears throat> rotten tomatoes has it at a 93% fresh mm. uh imdb has it at a 7.1 out of 10 yeah. and rogerebert.com has it at a 3 and a half out of four stars. Ooh. High marks. Pretty high marks. Could be one of the best movies of 2017, maybe? <laughs> now, uh, I said wait for after this because that uh, Steven Soderbergh mm-hmm. um, had complete control of logan lucky mm-hmm. um of its distribution yes it didn't go through any other distributor he did it personally oh, okay and so with that he also had almost the entire movie self-financed and oh, so wow. any money that they made over the initial budget was all profit oh shit so the 15 million dollars roughly that it made over its initial budget was a win <laughs> so smart move oh yeah i don't know what how steven soderbergh like decided to do that but like it worked in his favor maybe he knew that like yeah maybe it's not gonna catch on but so i'll do this and this and this and this worked around a hey. bunch. it's kind of like how uh uh luke Besson did like valerian like i don't think a lot of people went out to go see it but yeah. he also did like kind of the same thing where mm-hmm. He had it like a lot of it was through grants and shit. Mm-hmm. And then he also self-financed a ton of it. So any mo- money that it made over its initial budget yeah. is all profit. Yeah. And it didn't didn't matter. So who knows? Even though I don't think they're going to make another Valerian movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which I still kind of want to check it out. Oh, yeah. I, I'm. I, it's in my queue. All right. I want to check it out for sure. Uh, well, JT, what happened in Logan? Lucky. Well, we follow the Logan family. Uh, I can't, can't remember their first names. I can't remember them either. But uh, played by Channing Tatum and Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. Adam Driver is a one-armed bartender or one-handed bartender. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say one-armed. Don't get that mixed up. And uh, Channing Tatum has let go of his job uh, working at a racetrack where he's digging a hole or something. <laughs> I don't know right. what the hell they're doing with that. But uh, gets fired from his job and decides he's going to rob him. Yep. And he gets his brother on board. And uh, through a series of other contacts, including uh, Joe Bang, mm-hmm. played by... Uh, God damn it. What's his name? You'll get it. Come on. Dingle Craig. Yes. yes. Okay, thank God. 
uh, played by IM- Daniel Craig. I got the IMDb open right now. <laughs> played by Daniel Craig and the help of uh, Joe Bang's really stupid brothers. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, perform a heist on the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yep. To possibly get a whole bunch of money. Yep. That's the. That's it. Even mm-hmm. in the movie itself, they refer to it as the Ocean's 7-Eleven. Yeah. I thought that was made up after the movie came out, but it's actually said in directly in the movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Which is funny because Steven Soderbergh directed Ocean's 11. I'm yeah. pretty sure he did. Oh, yeah, 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 he did. So I was like, yeah. Look at that. That's why people were like excited when this came out because it's like, oh, he's doing Ocean's Eleven, but he's using rednecks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, spoiler free at first, um, I thought this movie was pretty fun, um, except that I would say, and I think this was a complaint of people who went to go see it when it came out. Yeah. That the trailers made it seem more. Fast-paced. Yeah. I want to say that was, like, one of the one of the things being said when the movie came out. I can't quite remember. Yeah, I, I can see how people would get that. My, my one complaint with it was that I feel like... I, I don't care if, like, a movie is, like, slower moving in the beginning and then kind of gets into it from there. Yeah. But I feel like with this movie in particular, like, I feel like it's less slow moving and more like it kind of has, like small bouts of ADD like it'll kind of go off in different directions where I'm like you don't need to really need to go there but all right I guess I'll follow you and see where it goes yeah and then it then it just kind of turns into either it turns into nothing or it turns into something that's very insignificant to the rest of the of the plot yeah well can you is there any thing like Seth MacFarlane oh yeah See, like, <laughs> there's a lot of, like, weird cameos where it's, like, he wanted people in it, but then they're just, like, oh, I'll do it, but I, I can only be here on this day. And he's, like, all right, I'll make it work. Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't mind that as much. I kind of like when they have, like, a big celebrity cameo. Yeah. But there's one near the end, and I don't know if it's considered as a spoiler or not, so I'll just save it for the spoiler section, that I was, like... Is it Hillary Swank? Yeah. Okay. I'll save that for later. All right. <laughs> yeah, hers was, yeah, her thing kind of got, felt like it kind of got crowbarred in at the end. Yeah. Where, like, instead of having her, they could have just ended it a half hour earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, the movie was a little bit more slower going than I thought it was going to be. And then, but once it got to the heist stuff, I was really into it like when i got actually into doing the actual heists even though some of it there is because there's a lot of moving parts Mm -hmm. to make all that happen yeah and i thought they were all working pretty copacetically i was like okay okay this is work this is pretty good and then um but it just took me a little bit to get into it like some of the family stuff that was introduced earlier in the movie oh excuse me earlier in the movie lord um I don't think all of it has, like, a big payoff to even have that set up. Kind of like what you were saying. Yeah, like, 
I don't know. I didn't mind a lot of the family stuff. Like the two, my two favorite people in the movie are definitely Adam Driver and Daniel Craig. Yeah, I think yeah. they're like the two best. Like for some reason, I love listening to Adam Driver's character talk. Like he has that <laughs> that 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 very slow drawl. Yeah, where like he's got one of those like slow southern drawls where like. Even when he's happy, he sounds kind of angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of like that too. Like, I just, I love that scene where like he's trying to convince him to do the heist, and he's like, "Well, I wake up and I see this list you're trying to make about what you're gonna do, but then I look over and I see you burnt the bacon like I like." <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite parts. Like, it sounds like he's about to bitch about it, but then he just adds on like I like. <laughs> <laughs> i love that like he just does shit like that all the time like it's like it's he has like he does like these small complaints throughout but it's done in such a hilarious way where it's like well geez why'd you have to do it like that <laughs> uh <laughs> this is also the third movie this year that uses the Take Me Home Country Road song. Really? Yeah. Most and every movie that has used it has members of this cast. Yeah. So <laughs> it has th- this movie used it. Yeah. As like pretty like a significant song in the movie. Yeah. Didn't Guardians use it? Did Guardians use it? I don't know if Guardians did or not. But What's the song they played at the end of Guardians? I don't remember. Oh, no, that was that father-son song. I don't know if Guardians... I want to say Guardians 2 used it in some way. Well, you can look that up while I'm going over <gasps> what other... Um, uh, they also used it... Okay, Google. <laughs> was Country Road Take Me Home in Guardians of the Galaxy 2? No, I don't see it. Well, no duh. Alien Covenant had it. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Alien Covenant used it as a significant song in it because that's what drew them to that planet, which the one of the main uh, stars of that movie is in Logan Lucky as a nurse. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, this move, and this song also was in Kingsman 2, okay. which Channing Tatum... Was also in, mm. which used that as a significant portion when spoilers, Merlin dies. <laughs> mm. So, okay, <laughs> I'll look out for that when I see it. <laughs> but yeah, all of like that's a just a weird song to have in three different movies this year. <laughs> yeah. That all had to be in production around the around the same time. Yeah, weird. I like the song still, so it's a good song. Let me see like John it. Denver. I, I sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's uh, pretty much all I got to say. I would, I would recommend seeing this. Yeah, movie. I, I'd say it's, <clears throat> it's a little slower moving, but I mean, I had fun with it. I mean, go ahead and rent it. You can yeah. rent it now. Yeah, go ahead and rent it. That's how we got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's on Amazon streaming if you want to get that, or you can just buy it. I yeah. Think. So go for it. But yeah, I would, I would, uh, yeah, I would recommend seeing. I think you'll have a good time. If you like a heist flick, I think yeah. you won't be disappointed in this. No. Yeah. 
And with, like, the simple-minded people in it, it makes it a little goofier and more fun. Mm-hmm. And also, there's a bug on your shoulder. <laughs> it's a box elder bug. It's okay. Get out of here. Box elder bugs. You're getting too cold. Coming out of hiding. Yep. They're looking for warmth. They're <laughs> looking for shelter, Troy. Your warm heart. It drew them towards you <laughs> and your inner glow. All right, that's enough. <laughs> uh, so, anything you want to say spoilery about this? Because I do. Well, I will let you go ahead and then I will build off of your spoilery thingies. This movie tried to end like three times. Yeah. And that's like what I was talking about with the Hillary Swank stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind like if she just cameoed in the movie. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're going to come in like right at the end and you're like this big actress? Like, yeah. fun. Like, I think that's <laughs> fun when they do that. Yeah. Like when Matt Damon shows up in every movie. <laughs> like, I, think yeah. it's, I think it's fun. <laughs> But uh, then instead of ending like right after the heist and like when he goes to like the uh, like when he and when you think he left all the gave all the money back or whatever. Yeah. And he goes to like the the pageant where she sings like Country Road Take Me Home. I was like, oh, this is the end. Yeah. But then it doesn't end there. Hillary Swank comes in as like an FBI agent and like surveys this whole thing that goes down Mm -hmm. and i thought it was kind of gonna be a thing where like oh yeah just a little cameo and it takes like five minutes and it wraps it up it's like we couldn't figure out who did it they they got away (laughs) it's just me we're dumb (laughs) i would have been okay with that or whatever it's funny because i watched this movie throughout the course of the day today like when i first woke up and then when i was on my lunch break and when i watched on my lunch break i had 10 minutes left before i had to turn off and go to work so I watched the last 10 minutes when I got off work, and I was like, holy shit, a lot happens in those last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> and then, after that, when you think it's going to end there, then you realize that they did keep the money, and they shisted the dumb brothers out of the money. Yeah. And you're like, oh, then it's going to end here. And then it goes on again <laughs> to, like, a bar scene where it wraps everything all up. Yeah. And then Hillary Swank is sitting at the bar. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> End the fucking movie. What do you think this is? Fucking Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Jesus. But uh, I think. But I like that where like she showed up and then like they pan back and then it's fucking Adam Driver's fake arm that got stuck in the machine holding the beer in the back where it's like, oh, she knows. Yeah. Well, she was on to him the whole time and she thinks yeah. something's fishy. And I, I, I didn't catch this. I had to. I, it was like IMDb trivia that. Um, reminded me of it but in the beginning adam driver says like the logan luck like anytime something good is happening yep. it ends up t- shit in the bed or whatever yeah so now that they did end up getting all this money and everybody's happy unbeknownst to them yep there's someone's gonna come hillary swank there like yep. i'm on to you bitches and then mm-hmm. the movie ends which i was like okay that's pretty smart in retrospect yeah. now that i see yeah. that like they're good at what they do but then in the end there's always gonna be something that makes the shoe drop where they get fucked over right regardless right um but other than that i really besides like it's kind of slow moving once it gets into the heist i was really enjoying it yeah but I was, if it did end with, like, him not, like, taking any of the money, I was like, what the fuck? I know. Like, it felt like he did it for no reason, too. Like, he just right. parked the truck and left. And I'm like, I didn't see any sign of you even 
thinking about giving up the f- money. Like right. then it wasn't even like a big like reveal for me where it's like, oh shit, he didn't give up the money after all. Or I was like, no, I kind of figured he kept something. Yeah. It's that whole thing where like they couldn't keep track of the money that they lost. Right. Because they knocked out the credit card machine. Right. But I also want to get into that because like so like the big twist in the in the end is that uh they were pretty much uh Daniel Craig forces them to use his his dimwit brothers in the heist. Right. So they try and find ways to fit him in in there and then the big reveal at the end is that everything they gave him to do was kind of like use like a pointless thing so they could, they could do the heist themselves and then make them feel important. Right. But uh they did have a job they had to do that was important though, because they had to blow up the credit, like the transformer right. for the credit card machines. Because they didn't do that, then it would have been kind of fucked. Right. Yeah. Everyone needed to be where they needed to be in it for this to yeah. work. But the fact that he included them was kind of goes beyond. You don't leave any. You don't leave anything in play that's going to fuck up your plan. And those two were definitely fuck ups. Yeah. So, but so then that that was why the whole reveal of, like, oh, so we made sure that even if they fucked up, like, we would still have done the the job. Right. But they still had that important job where they had to knock out that transformer to knock out the credit card machines. So he did trust them, even though they showed at the end like he never trusted them. Like, no, he did. He had to trust them for this, though. Yeah. Like, if they would have revealed, like, oh, that was just to like. We we had that all planned all along that this is gonna blow up, but we gave him this thing to make him feel important. Yeah, I would have liked that, but no. If they would have fucked that up, then your plan would have been fucked altogether. Yeah, because they would have been able to count the money, and then, so they would have known they would have stolen from them. Right. And people would have used credit cards, so he wouldn't have got as much money. Right. Yeah, it did hinge on that. <laughs> But, like, I, I guess that wouldn't be, like, a huge, like, I guess that one's not, like, a deal breaker to me. Because I guess, in my mind, somebody else could have gone and done it. Because they needed that to get started. So if they just, it didn't start, then they're like, well, I guess we go home. Like, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cause yeah, don't... maybe, yeah. Yeah, I could probably see that then. But because, like, going through this, like, it felt like he was... Like, hinge, like, he was trusting those brothers way too much, and it was, felt like, like a very, like, it was something like a small little tick in their plan where I'm like, why are you trusting these guys so much with so much stuff? <laughs> like, you're talking like you're, like you're so smart, but then you have these, these dimwits, like, working for you. But then at the end when they showed that, like, everything they were doing was, like... <laughs> Around like behind their backs, being like, <laughs> I yeah, really enjoyed that. Yeah, they were like, like, oh, they're way too dumb. There's no way in fuck we're trusting them with anything, right? Like even send them off with like a bunch of like they send them off with money, but then they like collected a whole bunch of money behind their backs so they like, can keep that and then like get caught with that shit later. Right. I didn't find like their whole thing like it's really, I guess like that. Uh damning i i suppose like like none of their stuff was like overly complicated what i thought was overly complicated was the the prison heist that was like or the prison escape and then re-entry yeah there was a lot a lot of moving parts in that that and there was a lot of like luck hinging on that also because they do like a whole thing where 
they almost had to count on the warden being so hard-headed. Right. Because there's no way that once that riot started, he wouldn't have called help to just, like, break it up. Right. Which they could have easily have done, and then all then they wouldn't be able to get back in because their whole thing of getting back in was setting off the fire alarm so they could ride the fire trucks into the prison. Right. And just the fact that, like, uh, Adam Driver had to, like, get to prison for some reason? Why did he have to get to prison? Well, he was working with, uh, he was working with Daniel Craig to, uh, like, work out the plan of what they were going to do inside. Because they couldn't, they couldn't talk when they were, uh, out in the, like, at those tables or whatever, because the cops were watching him, so... He was working out the plan with him oh, yeah, inside. I yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. But then, like, their plan was, like, they make, like, a slight reference to the water in that county, like, makes you sick. Yeah. And so, like, Daniel Craig, like, downs a bunch of water in that workroom <laughs> yeah. to, like, hopefully make him sick. So he goes, ends up puking on the warden's shoes to go to the nurse Yeah. for then... The whole inmates in the cafeteria start a fight, so they lock down the prison, so then he could get away from the nurse to go escape from the bathroom. Yeah. Which, how did he know that behind that paper towel dispenser you could get out? Yeah. <laughs> and then he ends up escaping, and then ends up coming back to the fire department, and then just ending up back in the bed, and the nurse is, like, there, like, oh, you did you have a good nap or whatever it was? Yeah. It's like, that had a lot of moving parts to it that... Yeah. It was fun, but like it could, any thread yeah. pulled on that could fuck it yeah, all like, up. Yeah, like the thing I like about like Ocean's Eleven is like it feels like it like the whole thing is like all thought out and very planned out. Where like even when it, it feels like there's like cogs in the machine starting to fall apart, like that was part of the plan all along. Right. And they make it make sense. Like in this, it felt like there was a lot of luck and just like people's motivations that they were not ex- that there's no way in hell they could have expected right that helped them throughout it like the warden being so hard-headed that he was like no we don't need help we'll just wait it out and then with them like lighting the fire to like set the fire alarm off there he was like oh I guess better call the fire department I was yeah. like, so why are you changing your mind on this but not changing your mind on the fact <laughs> that you needed help with this riot earlier yeah like it was just like weird motivational things like that like it it was way too convenient for their plan to come together. Yeah, and even to the point where uh, Channing Tatum's character, like, he didn't pay his phone for, like, three months, so they couldn't track his cell phone because they shut it off. Yeah. Like, it, he didn't pay it, so they shut off his cell phone. Yeah. So the FBI was like, well, track that guy's phone. Oh, he didn't pay the bill, so he couldn't track it because it wasn't yeah. on. It's like, that's lucky. And then at the end when he did it, at the end when he did it again to see when they would stop... T- tapping his phone yeah he stopped paying his phone bill and he's like yeah it stayed on for like another month and then it went off so then i figured they weren't tapping my phone anymore <laughs> i was like did you like does doesn't adam driver like make note of that like well that's kind of lucky yeah or whatever and he's like yeah or did you come up with that yourself yeah it's like oh all right that's that's something i would have never thought of yeah but I didn't mind that. I like, didn't mind was, that so much yeah. either. But it is just, like, another thing of, like, coincidence and luck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, I guess, plays into the title of the movie. Like, oh, yeah. Like, Logan Lucky or whatever. Yeah. But, 
Like they're like it's a thing where like they fall into happenstance and they're able to pull off these heists and they're really good at it. But in the, in the end, it all unravels with like one small thing. Right, right. Um, I don't think I have much of anything else. Like once the heist starts going, there's not like that many spoiler things in it. So yeah. They end up do getting the money, in. <laughs> but yeah. Well, like I said before, like when they shows, like when the brothers are off, like the dumb dumb brothers are off doing whatever, and they yeah. shows like all the shit that was happening when they were like out of the picture, and like all the money that went to the garbage. Which there's another guy on the inside that was a garbage truck driver who had yeah. to dig it up at a junkyard or whatever, and then they took the money, and it's like that was pretty smart. Yeah, I like that. That was fun. There was that. <sighs> That whole weird side story with fucking Winter Soldier and uh, Seth MacFarlane was, it came out of nowhere. Like, I had no idea where they were going with it. Yeah. Because they they just cut to, like, the race car, like, the the race car, like, commentary team, like, talking about this one particular race car driver. And then, like, let's go into a story about his life. Yeah. And they go into it. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing right now? And they go on about, like, Sebastian Stan's character and about how, like, he's keeping his body 100%, like, toxin-free and, like, doing yoga and shit and, like, treats his body like a machine and all this stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, what what are you going on about? Yeah. And then they cut to, like, his pit crew and Seth MacFarlane plays, like, his, like, the head of his pit crew or, like, the the lead fucking advertiser for like the his sponsor drink. or yeah. energy drink and he like he makes him drink some of it and then like he's like oh, my body's shutting down and then he fucking crashes yeah which causes him to like not point out uh adam driver's character because adam driver and his brother got into a fight with him in the beginning yeah yeah i i like it was such a it was such a weird off the cuff subplot that only made up like that made up like maybe a 10 second thing in the whole movie. Yeah. Like we had to watch like three or four minutes of shit for this like 10 second scene of like, Oh shit. Something like farm going to point him out. Oh no. Some- but his race car driver <laughs> friend is not think- going to do it because he's pissed at him because he made him drink an energy drink. I think it was more than three or four minutes too. Cause like you have to like set it up where Seth MacFarlane came to the bar first yeah, and talked to Channing Tatum and then I'm driver. And then they like light his car on fire. That's like five minutes almost itself. Yeah. And then like they set up more with Sebastian Stan for that part to work. Yeah. It's like, Probably there's so much seven, yeah. eight, nine minutes are dedicated yeah, to just a, like a ten second yeah, payoff. There's a big chunk of this movie all set on like <laughs> Seth MacFarlane and Sebastian Stan and their relationship and how it correlates with this. That's like only amounts to a a small false thing of like, oh, Seth MacFarlane recognizes Adam Driver, but no one believes him because the race car driver guys pissed at him and said that he didn't see them to fuck over Seth MacFarlane. Right. The end. That was all that That's was it. part of that. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. that was the whole thing of that. Yeah. Like, but I did like the Sebastian Stan parts, the whole like interview thing with him, where he's like, yeah. my body is like a machine. And I'm like, yeah. I kind of like this for like whatever he's reason. He's doing like, this weird yoga, <laughs> and Seth MacFarlane has this weird Australian accent for no reason. I couldn't 
place what <laughs> accent he was trying to do at all. I was like, what the fuck? Where is this guy from? And he is like the world's worst like Jerry yeah. Curl haircut. Like it took me like five, like, like a good five minutes before I'm like, that's Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> like he just had this weird wig and this weird wig and shitty facial hair, and he, then like, like vanished into his role. He's such a good actor. Yeah, but it just seemed like this, who's this weird fuck? And then you're just like, oh yeah, he kind of sounds like an Australian Brian. It's definitely <laughs> Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Well. That's good. I don't know. You got anything else to say about um, Logan Lucky? I don't know. Like, in the beginning, I was kind of a fan of Channing Tatum and his daughter's relationship. Like, when they were, yeah. like, kind of going back and forth with each other. Uh-huh. Like, I was kind of on... I was kind of a fan of that. I, I liked him and his relationship with his daughter. Yeah. I just... I couldn't follow... Who was the girl at the hair salon? Is that his sister? That's his sister. Fuck! Because, like, for whatever reason, I couldn't place, like, how she was related to Channing Tatum, I was like, is that Channing Tatum's girlfriend? And then Katie Holmes is his ex-wife, and then yeah, Roy I... from The Office is, like, her hus- new husband or something? Yeah, that's Katie Holmes, Holmes' husband. Yeah. Or boyfriend, or yeah. I don't know who it is. But it, it's so weird because it makes... They did something with Katie Holmes. It was, she had, like, one of those deals, too, where she was like, I can't do a lot of filming for this movie. So it's like, all right, just show up when you can. So they did, like, two cameos with her where she's supposed to be, like, the mom who's taking care of this kid. Right. But, like, she's not on there. And they try and portray Channing Tatum as an absentee father where it's like he's too busy working to be able to take care of his daughter. So, like... The one that's taking care of the daughter the most is his sister. Yeah. Where it's like, where are your fucking parents? <laughs> like, your mom's off doing God knows what. Your dad is off doing whatever. All you're being taken care of is your your, like, your aunt or the fucking boyfriend of your mom who's, like, too obsessed with his cars. <laughs> or going to see the new Furious, the, the Fast Furious movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh. I I also uh, heard that uh, Katie Holmes was a last minute like replacement for who was going to be in this movie because Catherine Heigl was supposed to be in oh. as that role, but she got pregnant and couldn't do it for whatever reason. Gotcha. Being yeah, pregnant. It, yeah, because <laughs> it felt like a role where it's like I feel like you should be doing more in this, but it's like. But then when you think about it, like what else would she would have done? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like every scene. Like every scene where like the daughter that the daughter's in, like the mom's not there. Like it seems like that one scene where that she's there. Like it seems like the mom's there for more than the dad is, but like she's in it less than the dad is. So then you're like, so who's your who's your parents? <laughs> like who's taking care of you? Yeah. And anytime do you see Katie Holmes here, you're just like, ugh, because I, <laughs> I am. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> like she answered the door, and I was like, "Ah, oh, really? God." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just so many roles where it's just like they don't really like Catherine Waterson's character. She just shows up for like five seconds and flirts with Channing Tatum. Yeah, and then he's just like, "Oh, I like her. I'm gonna give her a shit ton of money." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I I like. I guess when, like, bigger actors, like, just do small roles, like, stuff like that. So, yeah. like, I always think that's kind of cool. Or but, the, uh, the, the the bank employee whose birthday got ruined. Like, how did he know that she ruined her birthday and it was, like, able to give her a bunch of money? I don't know. 
pull too many threads, this movie falls apart. I know. It's just there's so many things where it's like, like why is she, why is he giving her like how does he know her? Like all all the only scenes you see her in is when she's like everything that they do they're doing with their plan is fucking up her life because she's all she wants to do is celebrate her birthday and they're like blowing cockroaches on her birthday cake and shit and like everything they're doing is fucking up her life and then at the end she gets a big duffel bag full of money I'm like how'd you know she existed yeah she would have probably been that happy if she just got more cake yeah yeah let's just pan down and show a, a duffel duffel bag full of cake she's like yay oh my god fun <laughs> <laughs> it's confetti cake. I'm having fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's good. I like that it was set in like West Virginia. It had like a, a southern like, yeah. drawl to the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Thought, oh, yeah. That was fun. I know. When I worked those wrestling shows, like more closer to southern Illinois, like everyone talks like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Like Illinois is a weird fucking state. Like yeah, you get is. past a certain point. And you go from, like, how we talk to talking like this. <laughs> it's like, I noticed that. It's it's all over the place. And then you get, like, Chicago, and they have their own thing going oh, on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's what like, is happening? Yeah, here? Illinois is a weird fucking state. <laughs> Not that we're from here. Or wherever we are. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, but that's pretty much all I got to say about Logan Lucky. Oh, yeah. Um, I do recommend seeing it, like, purchase it i don't know maybe not yeah it is a good like i like it but i don't see like as much replay value in it yeah like once like that's how it is for almost like any heist movie i guess Mm -hmm. like once like you see how the inner workings went you're like oh all right (laughs) cool (laughs) well i won't watch that again and you throw the dvd behind you or whatever it is (laughs) yeah you skeet shoot it. <laughs> Pull! <laughs> Dust your hands of it. But, uh, I don't know. For me, probably not ever going to watch this again. I would still probably give it, like, a solid B. Yeah, I'll give it a B. It like, was, I had fun enough with it as it was. Yeah. It 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 was good. It held my attention once it started to really get, and get going. Yeah. Um... I don't know. It just was kind of slow moving and was it was fine. It was a solid flick. Yeah. Is it going to make your list? No spoilers. We'll see. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Solid B. Sweet deal, JT. Anything else before we move on? Uh, No. Great. <laughs> well, besides Logan Lucky, JT, what else were you into this last well. week? As I brought up earlier, uh, me and Molly Pop went and saw Coco. Mm-hmm. And, of course, before that, we saw the fucking awful 20-minute <laughs> Frozen short before it. Uh, I know you liked my uh, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Which is, it's dead on, by the way. <laughs> it was, it's just, like, fucking uh, Elsa bitches about how her family doesn't have a Christmas tradition. Uh-huh. And then Olaf is like... Well, let's go find one for them. And then, like, uh, he goes to people's houses and they, like, give him a bunch of, like, dumb Christmas shit. And he finds some way to light it on fire accidentally. And then it falls off a fucking cliff and blows up. Ugh. That's the whole fucking thing. And then they're like, it's okay, Olaf, because we found out that you're our Christmas tradition. 
Because I guess they like wrote pictures of him back and forth when she was like locked up in that stupid fucking room when she was like freezing people to death. (laughs) (laughs) So hate Frozen. Yeah. So then they like all like were happy because Olaf was their Christmas tradition, and they fucking were dumb together. It it's so fucking cheesy. Like even. Molly Pop kind of likes Frozen, and she was like, that was dumb. <laughs> <coughs> but no, Coco is really good. I I wouldn't say I like it more than Inside Out, because okay. Inside Out's probably my, up there as like my favorite Pixar movie altogether. Uh-huh. But I'd be lying if I wasn't like borderline bawling by like the, like the last 20 minutes of this movie. Oh, it really? is so fucking... Because <laughs> I've heard it's really emotionally... Oh, God. Like, heavy hitting. Yeah. Like, uh, they play on the whole thing of, uh, there's this one song in particular where, like, the first time you hear it, it's done for, done by, like, this performer who's in a, in front of a bunch of people, and he's, like, singing it, like, how, like, a pop song is usually sung. Sure. Like, lots of explosions and, like, background singers and stuff like that, and then as the, sh- as the movie goes on, like, you hear the story behind the song and, like, uh-huh. what it really means, so then by... The last time you hear it, when it's like done this very emotional way, you're just like, "Fucking song's beautiful, man!" <laughs> like you can't even fucking fight back anymore. Like it's so fucking good. God, man, that makes me pretty stoked to see it. That yeah, it's a good, good emotional release. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was like, I was like talking about it with Molly Pop on the way home. Like I was starting to like cry again. Dang, like, it's really good. I'm into it. I want to check that out. Yeah, but uh. I also saw the movie Good Time uh-huh. with uh, Robert Pattinson. Oh yeah, in it and uh, from Twilight, right? <laughs> and uh, and that secret nine eleven movie. Yeah, the secret nine eleven movie. <laughs> but no, uh, Good Time is really fucking. It's a really interesting film. I really liked it. It's about uh, this. This guy played by Robert Pattinson uses his brother, who's, like, mentally handicapped, to rob a bank. Uh-huh. And, like, of course, his brother gets, like, nabbed by the police. So he's, like, trying to raise bail to break him out. But Robert Pattinson plays, like, a super interesting character where he's, like, a guy who has, like... at Sometimes he has good intentions, but he's... In, at, he's mostly just this huge piece of shit person <laughs> where, like... Everything around him just falls apart, and he just finds a way to, like, cling on just a little bit longer to try and do this one thing where you can tell he's just digging himself a deeper hole throughout. Oh, man. Like, it's really, really fucking interesting. Like, these people, for some reason, just trust him, and they they (laughs) go along with him, and then in the end, they just get royally fucked over, and he finds a way to get away every time. Huh. (laughs) Like, it's so... I don't know it's really interesting and it's really it's really well made. Like it feels like actual human interactions even at points. Huh. All right. Like I don't know. I was I, I don't know. I, it was just it seemed different and it was really fun. And the soundtrack's kind of cool to it too. It's really synthy. Okay. Uh, is that out in theaters right now? No, it just came out on DVD. Okay. I got it on uh, Netflix. Okay. Um. Because I heard somebody else just talking about that, too. And they said something about the synth, that they really dug it. And uh, they like were blown away that Robert Pattinson was as 
fun to watch as he was. Oh man, it he's like plays such a fucking interesting character. Like the whole beginning is like you're like with this brother who I guess the brother's one of the directors. Okay. And he's not there's nothing wrong with him at all, but he plays he plays like a spot on like handicapped kid. Sure. Like he looks like a kid. Yeah. That's handicapped, but he's like one of the directors. Really? Yeah. Huh. And he plays like he's it's spot on. Like he just like he he doesn't play it in like a super offensive way or anything. Like he just looks like someone who's just kind of off. Yeah. And he just plays like this like like there's this scene in the beginning where it's just him and this therapist are kind of going back and forth. And then it's like it seems like he's making a breakthrough. And then Robert Panson busts in the room like, Where are my brother? What the fuck, man? And he just like gets him and then like there's chaos everywhere. And it's like <laughs> that's literally like the whole plot of the whole movie where it's like it looks like things are finally settling down, then Robert Panson just busts in and just creates all this chaos and everything gets fucked up and then someone ends up like fucking getting fucked over because of it. Like it's really fucking interesting. Alright, sweet deal. I'll have to check that out when I can. That sounds good. Yeah, it's a definitely it's a smaller film, but I I was really on board with it. Okay, and uh, just on a whim, I rewatched Tropic Thunder. Yeah, and I <laughs> I really fucking like Tropic Thunder. <laughs> I I don't think I've ever seen or remember seeing all of Tropic Thunder because a lot of people say they love it, but like I don't remember ever like really being into it. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know why. Like I, I remember seeing like the very beginning. They have like all those different trailers for all the different actors. Oh yeah, those which are good. I love. Those are good. But like once the movie gets going and they actually get dropped into that actual like situation, I kind of like lose steam in it, and I just, I don't know. I just, I can't. I don't know. I don't get into it as much. I don't know. I I watched it for some reason. I watched it with like a critical eye this time and i thought it was like i really he like liked the idea of them like following actors in this really trying situation because it's like such a fucking uh like statement on hollywood where like even when they're in like these very trying like horrible situations like they still treat like they're experts in it (laughs) even though they're completely clueless altogether like there's uh, Jay Berenthal plays like the only like, like, uh, voice of reason in this entire group, and everyone else is just like worried about like their brand or sure. like what's gonna happen when they get out of this. Like they're not worried about the fact that they could die. Like <laughs> right. dying is like everyone's like second like thing <laughs> in like their like list of uh, things they should be worrying about. Like, everyone else is worried about like either doing drugs right now or like how their character is going to be portrayed once they start filming again. Like they, like it's really, I don't know. It's like a really cool, like I feel like they should redo this as like more serious tone where you're like following this dude who's scared for his life. And meanwhile, he's surrounded by all these crazy people who where whose motivations are all over the place that dying is like the last thing they're worried about. (laughs) Right. It's almost terrifying thinking of it in that way. <laughs> but I thought it was, I don't know, thinking of it in that way, I thought it was really interesting. Okay. All right. Maybe next time I ever see it, I'll watch it with a more critical eye. There you go. Sweet deal. That's all I've been into. Uh, I watched the Netflix documentary Jim and Andy. Yeah, I wanted to check that out. 
Um, so if anyone doesn't know, there was a movie made in the nineties or maybe early two thousands, um, where Jim Carrey played Andy Kaufman Mm -hmm. and the movie's called man on the moon. Yeah. Well, while that was being filmed, Jim Carrey had his own like personal, like film crew doing behind the scenes filming of this. Mm -hmm. And it never was released until now. And I guess it's like the 20th anniversary of it coming out or something like that. Oh yeah. So they thought it was relevant, but the studios never wanted that footage to ever come out because it would have made Jim Carrey look like a fucking asshole. (laughs) Yeah. And watching this, I can definitely see that because like he absorbed himself into the Andy Kaufman role and like did it so method that they, he only wanted to be called Andy on set. Yeah. And then Andy Kaufman had another character that he played to like troll people was like that. I can't remember what is Tony Clifton. Yeah. Tony Clifton. Yeah. And like, so Jim Carrey also did that on set where he would like he, if he was playing Tony Clifton that day, he would come to set wearing a paper bag over his head and then come out of makeup as Tony Clifton. (laughs) So like he was Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman. So Andy, like all the behind the scenes shit is fucking maddening. Right. Really? So like he would come to set and people were like, Jim, could you help? And he's like, who's Jim? I'm Andy. Like, and he would do that type of shit. And then when he was playing Tony, he'd be like, they'd be like, okay, so, okay, Andy. He's like, oh, Andy, who the fuck is Andy? I'm Tony Clifton. And and it's like, holy fuck, dude. Just like, I really have a distaste of people who fucking do this kind of method acting. It drives me up the fucking wall. Like, there are people that do just as good performances not doing that shit yeah. because they just know how to act. Yeah. They don't have to fucking do it 24-7. Yeah. And, like, J- Jeremy Johns even did a review of this on YouTube, and I mm-hmm. never make YouTube comments, but, like, I did on this video. Yeah. Because I pretty much said, like, it drives me nuts when people go to method acting to this extent. It's yeah. like, oh, hi, Jim. Oh, I'm not Jim. I'm Andy. Shut up. Like... <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Jim Carrey. Like, <laughs> I like you, or at least I did. Now you're doing your whole weird existential thing, which I can't really get on board on. So I, th- I feel like it started with this, because I, I feel like once he did Man on the Moon was when he really started getting into his whole, like, trying to find himself type, type of thing. He started doing, like, different kind of stuff. Not, like, yeah. the Ace Venturas and all that yeah. kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, which is fine. I guess, like, after he did it, like he, I he said he like it felt hard to be Jim Carrey again. Yeah, which are like I have a hard time believing because like you knew well enough to hire your own film crew to film you being Andy Kaufman. Yeah, like so you were fucking aware of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're not fucking like I don't know. You you kind of did it for your own vanity. Oh you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. Like, like when he when he went to that whole like red carpet, and then he was like talking about, like, oh, this is all bullshit, isn't it? And it's like, but you went to it, yeah. <laughs> and I part of it thinks like he wanted to get into the limelight enough to like make sure he's relevant, so this gets watched. Yeah. So I I don't know, like some of the stuff he says like in the documentary, like with his whole like, it's almost kind of nihilistic what he thinks. Like, nothing yeah. means anything. 
and yeah. like or whatever. But some of the stuff he says like kind of does make sense in my brain, which I don't know what that says about me. But it's just like, why are we like why does a line like an imaginary line mean like we all have to like live in this little little square of what we are? Yeah. And it's like I don't know. There's like like a little speech he gives at the end. I'm like, yeah, I can kind of, that kind of rings true. Yeah. Like we're all just kind of like square pegged into this certain lifestyle, which mm-hmm. like it's all made up by people anyway. So yeah. like, what does it even mean? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, that kind of makes sense. But at the same time, like. You're fucking being weird, dude. (laughs) (laughs) You were the biggest deal in the 90s. And maybe that, like, burn him out of it. I can totally see that, like, happening. I I just, I don't know. I see, I guess, especially, like, my whole rant on John Oliver and everything. Like, Hollywood is such bullshit. (laughs) Like, it is. Like, even, like, just to see people, like, like, the sexual assault stuff is actual, like, terrible shit. Yeah. Like, it's really, like, people are suffering with it. It's terrible fucking shit. And then to see people being, like, wringing their hands, like, I can use this to really make myself seem really important now. Like, it pisses me off. Yeah. Like, just fucking people taking people's suffering and issues and then using that as, like, a way to skyrocket their careers. It's like, you don't, then you don't even fucking care. Yeah. Kind of like how, like, this shit, like... Who knows if Jim Carrey even fucking cares about, like, existential bullshit if it gets people talking about him and he gets him more work. Yeah. Which, I, I don't know. But like, regardless. It's just, yeah, it's just bullshit. Yeah. Hollywood's bullshit. <laughs> We're going to watch their movies, but they're, they're bullshit. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm not, like, a huge fan of Andy Kaufman either. Like, I get it. He was, like, really different when he came out because he was yeah. pretty much like just a troll in real life like yeah he was like an an anti-comic like he did things to rub people the wrong way oh, yeah and either you really like him or you don't and i'm on the don't mm-hmm. side i don't know i even though yeah there are some things that andy kaufman did that was really out there like i respect andy kaufman because he did like he was able to draw out that like like, he almost kind of drew on that whole thing of, like, Hollywood's bullshit. Oh, yeah. Because he would go out there and he would, like, do all this shit. And, like, even when he was at the hardest to work with, people still hired him because he made money from Taxi. Yeah. And people knew that, or well, I guess people who hired him would be like, well, people's eyes are going to be on him because you don't know what he's going to fucking do. Yeah. So I'm like, I get that. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you're just <laughs> fucking with people. That's what you're doing. Yeah. I think he was obsessed with trying to get people to question what's real. Like, that's why he was so obsessed with wrestling. It was because he wanted to be part of a medium where people didn't know what was real or what was fake. So we could go out there and literally people had no idea what he was going to do. Yeah. And that was like a... That's like uh, another thing that they bring up in the movie, too. Because they show, like, Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman. And, like, Jerry Lawler is in this, like jim and andy movie yeah but like in when they were filming man on the moon jim carrey was like playing andy kaufman (laughs) as he would appear in public yeah to jerry lawler but behind the scenes so he was talking shit to jerry lawler when jerry lawler was just like dude me and andy worked this shit out behind the scenes so when we did to the public (laughs) This fucking made it made a show like we worked with each other and you're just fucking pissing me off. Like there is like a 
a moment in this where Jerry Lawler almost beats the fucking shit out of Jim Carrey because he's being a cocksucker. That's hilarious. So, like, he, like I don't know. It drives me up the fucking wall. <laughs> I don't know. If, you, are you, if you're interested about it, go watch it. I want to like, watch this so bad. It, it. I don't know. It rubbed me the wrong way. Like, I find it interesting that it was a, it's a thing, but, like, yeah. I'm fucking over all that oh, method yeah. acting shit. <laughs> Fuck you. Shut up. <laughs> Why don't you just act? <laughs> just fucking clock in, clock out. Like a real professional. That's all I'm saying. Like oh, a yeah. real Channing Tatum. <laughs> hey, man. It's a lot of, it's a lot of training to be that good. That's right. Have that bod. That's Come right. On. Uh, and the other thing that I've been, I went on a long rant about that. I'm sorry. This, I this show's been full of rants. <laughs> <laughs> I also read, uh, a comic book called happy. Um, it's written yeah. by Grant Morrison and there's going to be a sci-fi yeah, there's a sci-fi show that I kind of want to check out. Like Christopher Maloney's even in it too. Yeah. And he plays the main character. Uh, I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head. Anyway, happy is like a really short story. It's only four issues long. Oh shit. And, it's kind of got twists and turns in it, so I won't spoil for you if they're going to stick pretty close to it in the sci-fi thing, but he plays kind of an asshole, right? Yeah. And he's kind of on the, like, the wrong side of the law, but he's like a, he's, he's a hitman in it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he ends up doing a job where he ends up learning a secret, and then guys are after him to try to learn that secret. Yeah. And as he is going on in the story, he starts seeing this little imaginary, like, horse. Yeah. Like... It's like a a small blue cartoonish looking horse that flies and say, I don't know if it's a unicorn or a Pegasus or a horse or whatever. It's yeah. all three of them mixed up together Yeah, <laughs> and it flies around talking to him and he's the only one that can see or hear it. Yeah. And he's like having conversations with it. And like through the whole book, you don't know if like he's crazy or if he can actually see this thing, but the horse claims to be an imaginary friend of this girl that he wants the main character to save yeah. in 35 hours. Oh, shit. And so um, it makes for a really interesting story. Yeah. And it's written by Grant Morrison, but, like, I feel like it doesn't feel like he wrote it. It feels like more like a Garth Ennis wrote it. The guy wrote Preacher. Yeah. Because it's, it's an adult story. Yeah. There's, like blowjobs and extreme violence <laughs> and just gross nastiness. Like every other word is the F word in this. And this yeah. is the first issue. Jesus. Yeah. So like, like there's one, like in the first issue, right? There's this guy that, uh, the main character is going to like, he has to go kill. Yeah. So he's got a hit on him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he goes up to the room and he's getting a blowjob by a hooker. And because it's around Christmas, he says, drain Santa's sack. And it's just oh my like, God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and you got like actually see the spunk and stuff. And oh I'm like, my God. Anyway, it's an adult story. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, um, I read it because it's a Christmas story. And for my imperious Rex show that I'm doing with uh, GHD. Yeah. We're doing the last two episodes of the year. Yeah. And one is going to be happy. Yeah. And another one is going to be a story called Claws. Uh, yeah. Which is like a weird Santa Claus story. Got yeah. Um, so we're doing that. But anyway, happy. I would. I. If you can find it out there, like on Comicsology or whatever, I think you should read it. Like if. Okay. 
It's an adult story. Like, I'll yeah. let you borrow it if you want. It's uh, a real quick I, read. I, I'm kind of curious about the sci-fi show. Me I've, too. Yeah. It, before being a short... I don't know. if Is it a movie or is it a series? It's a series. I don't know if they're doing a limited series or if they're like actually trying to like prolong it. Mm. or I don't know. Because how the story ends, like it would make a series... Like a, a di- like a long drawn out series, like less interesting. Yeah. Because there's like a definitive answer, you know okay. what I mean? So like, I I don't know like how well it, if it was like a, just a limited series, that'd be okay. Like a six yeah. six episode mm-hmm. thing, that'd be okay. Like I don't think it needs to be that long because the story could be told in like a two hour movie. But I don't know. We'll see. It yeah. looks from what I've seen of the thing for sci-fi looks pretty much spot on from the book. So yeah, I've seen like a, a few, few like stills from it here and there, and it's yeah, like the horse looks insane. Yeah, <laughs> looks like a fucking cartoon. Like and yeah. that's how it looks. At, like the book is like dirty and real life, and then like all of a sudden there's this cartoon character <laughs> that's just flying around. And you're like, this is weird. But I, I weirdly, love shit like that though. Yeah. So I yeah I'll uh, before you leave I'll let you borrow it or whatever. Sweet yeah, it's I a quick read. It. Right on. Um, but other than that, I just uh, besides doing this show in Imperius Rex, I also have another podcast because <laughs> you have no time. <laughs> because I just feel like I just need no time uh, to do anything else. But uh, uh, me and Chelsea Danger, if you don't know, also have another podcast called Charm Type. Yeah, and you can find uh, that on all the podcast things it's on itunes all that kind of shit so if you're into like a lifestyle podcast it's only 30 minutes long oh yes how do you like that uh uh i think it's uh pretty fun it's a fun way to spend like a sunday night that's when we usually record oh, shows yeah. oh i like it I've, I've been listening to it oh well thank and you and i enjoy it thank you hi <laughs> yeah i also enjoy making fun of your intro <laughs> hi <laughs> uh but that's that's all i got jt all right. Well, if people want to rag on you for making fun of me for hanging out with my wife, where could they do that? <laughs> Makes me sound like an asshole. <laughs> but you can find me at Bucky for everyone on Twitter, also Bucky for everyone on Instagram, and hey, why not Bucky for everyone on Snapchat? Troy. Uh, you can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. All of our new episodes are uploaded on Facebook.com slash Review Review Pod. And that's also where the Randy, Randy, Rando, Randy, <laughs> well, the Randy, Randy Rando Macho movie. Man movie <laughs> tournament. Yeah. Uh, you can vote on there as well for all that stuff. All of our episodes are uploaded on uh, ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com. Yes. As well as uploaded on a slew of other platforms such as Stitcher. Google Play and uh, Apple Podcasts. Yes. And if you listen to Apple Podcasts, you can comment and give us a star rating if you have less time to do a comment. Because uh, if you like the show, that helps other people find the show as well. Oh, yes. It's got some long form to say. You know you can uh, hit us up with Come an email. Come on, baby. At reviewreviewpod.gmail.com. It was a tough show. We went through too many dark... <laughs> We went too many, down too many dark alleys. That's very in true. Show. Maybe next week will lighten it up. Yeah. When, if I take a week yeah, with off. You, with you gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get rid of the negative Nancy that is T-Max, even though I think I brought up a lot more negative stuff. I don't know. I don't it could have been either. an even bag. This one. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you need a vacation, Troy. <laughs> I need something. I don't know what I'm... I'm fucking losing it, man. But 
Yeah, no, next week, uh, it will be me and Molly Pop for sure. Hopefully, Dinosaur Neil. And I will let you people know what we're going to review because we're planning on something from the theaters, and I have no idea what they're going to be playing because everything coming out this week is small release. Okay. We want to do Shape of Water. We're thinking it might be Disaster Artist, but we might have to do pull an audible if neither of those are in right. Dubuque. Yeah. Or. A, a small uh, a town in Iowa. That we're near. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, even though uh, like our independent independent theater in uh, that uh, small Iowa town. Yeah. <laughs> that small Iowa city. Small Iowa city. It doesn't get everything, so that kind of sucks. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully you find something because I'll be looking forward to be uh, listening to something uh, on that Thursday. Well, San Francisco. Oh boy. Chelsea but. actually has a work conference out there, so there's three days where I'll just be kind of out doing my own thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we'll see how it goes. All right. All right, but until next time where JT is going to pull something out. I'll find something. <laughs> I don't know what, but I'll find something. I've been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am a JT3K. And we are off. <laughs>